Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In brief, in numerology, the name, the theory is predicated on your date of birth. So the month, the day, and the year you're born denotes why you're here. You know, normally only when the you know what hit the fan, we want to know that. But we're all here for a purpose, a reason, and that's determined from taking the month, the day, and the year you're born. Your date of birth, though, is more immediate. That is what gives you your focus, your direction, to point you north on the compass. Your name, though, denotes your natural talent, gifts, skills, and abilities. What you do, who you attract to you, uh, your philosophy, your career orientation. So when you combine both the name and of the birthday and the number of the name of the person, then you got a more composite picture of really the person's uh, goal and purpose of being on this planet. All of us have a reason and a season. It's just what is yours. Family, I'm 19 Keys, and you're back for another high-level conversation. Today, we're going to have a very beautiful, high-level, mathematical conversation. Today, I'm joined with a very legendary brother. You don't actually get to speak to too many individuals such as this man because there's only so many number ones on the planet Earth that can occupy a space at a particular point in time. This is a brother who's been doing this for decades in the game. So it's not somebody who just started, this is somebody who's been entrenched, right, into this knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the numbers of our universe. I wholeheartedly understand and know that we live in a mathematical universe, that numbers are vibratory frequencies, and those frequencies can be matched with multiple different traits and understanding when you have the wisdom and the intuition and the power to be able to process that information. 
once you align with the numbers within the universe, certain things become known to you. A lot of us have intuitive power, but not everybody has the mental processing power to be able to understand their intuition within the time frame to be able to gain the synchronicity, the meaningful knowledge within that coincidence, right? But this brother, Louis Strayhorn, I believe that he offers us an opportunity to understand our intuition, understand the intuitive processes of the universe. Now, this is a person who is a astro numerologist. He utilizes the numbers to enlighten us on the divine reality and the fabric of the universe. Now, this brother has been on multiple shows, even from the Oprah show. Everybody knows Lloyd. And if you don't know, today you will be familiar with the master numerologist himself as he has joined me for a high-level conversation. Hopefully today you will hear your number and you can be able to utilize this knowledge to be able to coordinate within your life path and your destiny path and understand why you may see certain repeated numbers so you may not have to repeat the same mistakes over and over. Today, I am joined by none other than Lloyd Strayhorn. Appreciate you, brother. Brother, I'm very honored to be here with you too. How you doing? Man, I feel masterful. <laughs> How about yourself, brother? Good, good. Yes, sir. You know, the whole world is predicated upon numbers. You mm. can't do anything without numbers. Mm. Uh, one time I did a challenge uh, during the, the COVID shutdown. And, you know, everybody is like, how long can you hold your breath challenge, all that stuff. And I said, I had a Chris $100 bill. And I said, this $100 bill is yours. It's free. All you got to do is tell me how you're going to begin and end your day without using numbers. Mm. I've been trying to give that $100 bill away for quite some time. You can't do it. Mm. When you get up, the tendency is to want to know what time it is. You can't make a call. You can't receive a call. You can't watch a TV program or listen to a radio station because they all have frequencies. You can't do anything with numbers, without numbers. Mm. And as I tell, like, and I like to say to guys, suppose you met the most beautiful woman on the planet and you want to get to know her better and say, yo, boo, what's your number? She says, just call any number. Yeah. Or you be calling till the cows come home. Yeah. But if you got the right numbers, the right 10 numbers in the right order, you get the person you're looking for. That's a very masterful thought. Cause just, just that idea itself, you realize that each person is matched with a number, right? Yes. And that number is a frequency and, and it, usually, it literally is there to call that person. So even when you think about the idea of having a calling, but you have to have be in tune with the right frequency in order to be attached to that calling, which most people may call a purpose. That's exactly correct. So even if you look at a radio uh, or TV station, it sends out a frequency mm -hmm. that has like here in New York, it's 107.5, uh, then it's power 105.1. Mm -hmm. But those frequency allow you to select your station or I select my station. And that's mathematics working in real time and not just on paper. That's mathematics working within the universe, yeah. within space-time yeah. frequency, Yeah. right? And that's ontological mathematics, understanding the, the application of mathematics. See, I mm -hmm. was taught that Islam was mathematics, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And me, I'm a very master logical thinker, right? Mm -hmm. Everything has to add up. Yeah, if it does that not makes add sense. up, <laughs> then I can't accept it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's where even within like, you know, faith and, and religion and things of that nature, it's harder for some people to take religion because they're so logical. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's other people who aren't logical. They may be more faith-based, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they may judge by their senses or they may judge by their feelings. Mm-hmm. So a person that is a filler Right, it's easier for them to take faith than a person that has to be judged by their senses yeah. because they have to observe and it has to be an observable truth mm-hmm. in order for them to be able to command their thoughts to be able to process that and say, yes, I take this as wholehearted truth. Well, that's true because what, that's one of the things about this, this ancient African sciences of astrology and numerology. All of this was by people over time began to observe that if you were born in a certain part of the year, you exhibited a certain characteristic. Mm. If you were born under a certain number, you exhibit a certain characteristic. So all of these things are defined by the masses of those who have the power of observation. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I believe in high level observation. You take in information, data, and you utilize that then to make decisions. Yeah, right? definitely. Like, in science, you can do one thing once and this could be considered a miracle. But if you can't repeat it, right, yeah. then they don't take that as truth. Right. They don't define that as what is called the scientific method. Right. And so it's the same thing in reality. I think that, you know, the, the, the idea of accuracy and the idea of truth. And sometimes accuracy is lost when people are searching for truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a famous... Um, I think he's an astrophysicist, I believe. Um, but he was given an example of if you ask somebody their height, they're going to say maybe six feet, two inches. Mm-hmm. But it's not exactly accurate. No. Right? Mm-mm. Because, you, you, you know, now if you were judging by six feet, two inches and a few centimeters, mm-hmm. right? And then those centimeters stack up to 30 atoms, right? Now, you know, but when you're talking about truth, a person may tell you a truth, but the accuracy is not always there. So yeah, then yeah. you would ask a person, okay, is that accurate? And now a person has to come up with a completely different number. Mm-hmm. And accuracy can always be judged by the property of numbers. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. me? Yeah. And so everything in our life has a property to it. Even if you are illiterate, you can still do arithmetic. You can still do math. So you can speak the language of mathematics without actually speaking the language of man. Because the language of mathematics is the language of the universe. Yeah. And in fact, uh, when I had the occasion of meeting Minister Farrakhan on several occasions, he explained that what I did was called Supreme Mathematics. Mm -hmm. In the 5% nation, they also call it Supreme Mathematics. And and in fact, the universal language on this planet is mathematics. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the breakdown of the 5, the 10, and the 85ers. You understand me? The 85 is the... Is the lost found. Yeah. Right? Then you have those who utilize that knowledge against the lost found. Then you have those who have the knowledge itself. And everybody, you know, I look at the world in percentages, right? Mm-hmm. By the numbers, because everybody is breaking down in different categories. Yep. Earlier I was talking to you about Meyer Briggs type, which are different personality types. Some personality types are rarer than others, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that if I meet some people, let's say that only 2% of the world think feel and judge the world in the way that you do. So now if you go on a large platform and you give your opinion, expressed opinion about something, the way you see things, mm-hmm. most people are going to be like, I never thought about that before. I've never heard of that. It's going to be harder for them to accept that first because it's not the common truth of the land. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now what I want to get to, number one, let's, let, I want to start with the, what is the most common number, right? Or most common life path or destiny path that people have? 
The most common number that people have as a life path would be threes and fives. Universally, though, the most common number seems to be revered and understood and respected is the number seven. Mm. Because seven is nature. Yeah. From seven days in a week, seven notes in the musical scale, seven colors in the rainbow, the seven continents. And in fact, the majority of the founders of religions are sevens. Mm. Buddha is born on the seventh. Uh, Christ's birthday celebrated on the 25th. Two plus five is seven. Elijah Muhammad, the founder of the Nation of Islam, was born October the 7th. Billy Graham was born on the 7th. Uh, Bishop Desmond Tutu was born on the 7th. Mm. Charles Russell, that founded Jehovah's Witnesses, was born on the 16th. One plus six is seven. Mary Baker Eady, that founded Christian Science, was not only born in the 7th month, but on the 16th day. One plus six is seven. Right. Even in the Bible, they talk about they circled the walls of Jericho seven times. They sounded the trumpet seven times, and the walls came tumbling down. And as you know, when a Muslim goes to Medina to make his Hajj in Mecca, he must circle the Kaaba stone seven times, and the rite is complete. Right, and then in your book, you give a breakdown of the seven wonders of the world. Yeah, yeah. 52 weeks, five plus two, yeah, seven, seven. And then the seven days of the week. So yeah, seven even, holes in the body. I mean, there's just... It's just incredible how sevens are just, it's, it's God's number. Mm, mm. Now that's, that's, that's very powerful, even seven colors, right? Yeah. So, but within that, now think about that, right? Um, that number seven. And really, there's, there's a few numbers that I want to get to first, and then we can give a breakdown of some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. But, you know, seven is, is an odd number. Yes, it is. You understand me? And, but at the same time, it's a very powerful one because time is governed by sevens. You understand me? When we're talking about the seven days of the week, we live in that cycle mm -hmm. every single day, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like we have cycles within our day, right? Yeah. But we are on a seven day cycle and we don't think about that. But see, in our day, they call them Ortradian cycles. And we have these 90-day cycles where we can go through probably around three, four times mm -hmm. where we have peak performance, right? Mm -hmm. Where our brain is at its height. And then we go through a, you know, mental recession. And then we have to go through an ultra-radian healing process where mm -hmm. it takes about 20 minutes. Yeah. So we have 90 minutes of probably like peak performance in these cycles. It goes down for about 20 minutes. It comes back up for another 90. And so that's one cycle within our day. Mm -hmm. Then we have circadian cycles within a 24-hour cycle, mm -hmm. right, which is would be a six, right? Mm -hmm. But then we go through a seven-day cycle, yeah. right? Now, yeah. most people in society are living on this seven-day cycle, and they don't think about it, but that's what governs their reality. Yeah, and right? we have seven days in a week. Right, seven days in a so, week. That's what and I mean. in fact, if you look... When a, when a child reaches age seven, it is the age of reason. Mm. When they reach 14, which is twice seven, it is the number of puberty. Mm -hmm. When they reach three times seven, which is 21, then you become legal. Seven times seven is 49, which is called a very important year. So sevens are always very, very important. In fact, if a person owned a dog or a cat, for every one year you make, it's seven years for your cat or mm. your dog. If you look at world history, world history is 70 years. 70 years in world history equals one day. So if you look at the United States, which is only 200 and something odd years old, 
well, by history and world standards, it's considered a baby nation. Yeah. It's only two or three days old. Right. And some months. Well, see, now that's interesting in the concept that they said that the world was created in seven days. Yes. What we know as days today is not what days have always been, though. Because the days that we know now are constructed based on calendars. Yes. Right? So a cycle of a day is considered to be, you know, based on a 24-hour cycle rhythm of the sun, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, when as you just gave that broke down, a person can think about a day being a larger cycle rather than smaller cycles to where we go about it, right, mm -hmm. in our common day-to-day. -day. Yeah. So, so it's just a matter of understanding how these cycles work, and it's not just with seven. Uh, Nikolai Tesla said those who understand the three, six, and nine also understand the universe. Right. So if you look at an astrologer, you know, each planet is either 30 degrees, 45 degrees, 90 degrees, 180 degrees, 360 degrees, but they all add up to the digit of a three, six, or nine. Mm. That makes sense. I mean, even the, the threes within a month, because most months are 30 days. They're but 30 days, days is the rule. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a cycle within itself. And then, but at the same time, you know, the number 13 governs time with the moon, but man's calendar is 12. What's the difference between the number 13 and 12 as far as power cycles? Well, in the tarot deck, the 12th card is called the hangman. It's a picture symbol of a man hung upside down by his ankle. It denotes mental suffering and anxiety of mind that if a person is not careful, they become the victim or the sacrifice for the plans and intrigues of others. Mm. So 13, mm. though, is called the death card. In the picture of the, the, the 13, it's a skeleton with a long curving blade cutting off the heads of men and women. But so people in their not knowing or lack of knowledge looked at it as a literal death when it's really a symbolic death. It's a death to an old way. So it says those who understand the 13 is given power and dominion. So if you took the United States, for example, although it is the fourth day of the month, July 4th, its whole structure was predicated upon the 13, 13 stars, 13 stripes, 13 naval, uh, uh, naval ships guarded the colonies, uh, e pluribus unum, 13 letters, the White House, 13 letters, don't tread on me, 13 letters. And so even the word assassination is 13 letters, uh. you know? So four has always, and 13 has always been very important to the United States. If you look at the dollar bill, you got the, the eagle that holds 13 arrows, 13 claws. It's got 13 stripes. It's got 13 clusters above the head. If you take the protractor to the triangle on the back of the dollar bill, it's 67 degrees. Well, six plus seven is 13. Yeah. So those who understand it. So if you then go to the root of 13, one plus three is four. A president is elected every four years. Yeah, four uh, Then Washington D is spoken in the four quadrants: northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest. The area code to Washington is area code two o two. Yes, and the zip code is two zero 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 two, which is a four. Uh. So everything about it is is predicated upon the four or its higher octave, the thirteen. Uh. That's powerful. See, that, that, that just gets me deeper into the idea of understanding the cycles of man, time, and the universe. Yeah. Because, like, you know, a, a, a woman's menstrual cycle is considered to be a Freudian cycle. So it's outside of just 24 hours, but mm -hmm. a woman goes through that cycle 13 times throughout the year. That's exactly you understand right. understand me? And so that 
you know, you have the old world calendars that's represented based on the moon, mm -hmm. right? The lunar, but the new man calendar is based on the solar. Mm -hmm. So when man started to control time, his was based on himself, yeah. right? But when it was revolved around a woman, it was based on the universe. You understand me? And the correct cycles that keep us in balance. Mm -hmm. And we live out of balance when we live within man's time, right? Yeah. So when a person starts to grade their life by a seven cycle, that's not correct because that's not the way nature is composed, right? Well, nature is a whole different energy against man-made or contrived time. Right. So, for example, the moon is always associated with a woman. So on the day the woman has her first, the first day of her menses, that's considered a new moon. 14 days from her menses is her ovulation, which they call the full moon. Mm. So back in the 70s or 80s, it was a popular thing then called the rhythm method. The women knew that on the day of their period, all they had to do is count 14 days from the day it started, and they knew that's when their ovulation cycle would be very high. They wanted to conceive or not to conceive and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So all these things, now now fast forward, all a woman got to do is download a fertility app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, see, that, 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 see, that's dope, though, right? So, like, and, and this is why I was studying these cycles because it's like, all right, I find myself sometimes where I can have peak performance, right? Mm -hmm. Where my highest level of thinking, right, mm -hmm. is in existence, right? I'm at that gamma frequency where, mm -hmm. you know, creativity, focus, yeah. I have emotional resilience. It's at a very high peak yeah. intuition. So that's yeah. when I should be working on things. Mm -hmm. When I'm waking up, you know, going through that circadian cycle, that's more so for thinking, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing a interview in the morning when my thinking mind is performing at my best that's when my brain is firing so under for me understanding my cycles allow me to live in existence and according to my nature right and how the universe provides for me and now each individual is a different though so that's why i feel like there's the practicality in understanding the numbers because yeah. if you'd have told a woman all right count from 14 now she understands the significance of this number 14. Right. But before that, you'd be like, what's these numbers about? Yeah. But everything is operated on numbers. Numbers guide you in everything you do. Yeah. I mean, you, you imagine a world without numbers. Imagine trying to watch a game, a sports game without numbers. Right. Who's winning for an athlete to have his or her number retired from the franchise? is an honor never to be worn again as right. long as the franchise exists. And see, that, that goes to that old saying, um, millionaires don't believe in astrology, billionaires do. Yes, that quote came from J.P. Morgan, born on April the 17th. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Evangeline Adams, an astrologer back in her day, she was born on February the 8th, she actually taught J.P. Morgan astrology, mm. which is why J.P. Morgan didn't get on the Titanic when it sailed mm. in April of 1912 because it sunk. Yeah. But Mercury was retrograde at that time when it left Ireland to go to New York because originally J.P. Morgan, was he owned the White Star Line, okay, which owned the Titanic. Mm. So he had a, a huge promenade on there, and it was supposed to have landed in New York on his birthday of April the 17th of 1912, but he didn't go. Mm. But less than a year later, on March 31st, 17 days before his birthday, that's when he died. Wow. And see, most people, you said the White Star Line, it got me thinking of Marcus Garvey because he created the Black Star Line. And he also was born on the, the 17th. Mm. He was born on the 17th, too. August so 17th.
People focus a lot on nutrition body-wise. You know, I'm gonna feed this particular system of the body, I'm gonna feed that system. Very rarely do people speak about the mind. Very rarely do people speak about the brain. The brain needs the most energy, right? The brain is uh, needed to process. The brain is needed to, you know, compartmentalize. The brain is needed for so many things, you know, but we don't know what brain food looks like, you know? We know that the body's electrical and what I understand about gold is not only is it superconductive, but it's non-corrosive and it's a noble element. So they say that if I am what I eat, I want to be noble. You know what I'm saying? I want to be of the highest degree. And I also want to focus on mental health. I want to focus on gut health. I want to focus on energy. I want to focus on youth. I want to focus on, uh, you know, accessing uh, pineal activity, hormonal balance, everything that gold represents is what I want to see more of. So what better thing to do but align myself with this particular product and get it out to as many people as I can by singing the praise of gold, which is something that our people have been doing for over 10,000 years. So what about the number five in the month of Taurus? Right. Five is always indicative of change. The five senses, the five fingers, mm. uh, things of that nature. It rep five represents freedom, flexibility. It tells me people who are normally born in the fifth month have the ability to walk before they were one years old because they're very smart, very engaging. It is five is ruled by the planet of Mercury, which is the planet of communications, multifaceted, multi-talented, multi-dimensional. And, and since five is ruled by air, I tell anybody dealing with an air person, the best way to keep them is to let them go. Mm. I like that. I like that. So I, I bring that up, right, because in the month of May, right, mm -hmm. you, you have some extraordinary people. You understand me? You got Malcolm X. You yep. got the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You know, um, you have Mother Tanetta, where she used to study the 19 Code. Um, then you have Shakespeare, you mm -hmm. have The Rock, you have Dame Dash, right? Yeah. You know, number one, all of the men in that categories, you know, excluding Shakespeare, very masculine, mm -hmm. right? Black men. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Now, what is it about that month of May that produces, number one, some of the greatest truth speakers on the planet Earth? Well, don't forget, five is ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is the planet of communications. Mm a person who has the ability to speak and articulate the thoughts and feelings of the culture, the community, humanity, whatever the case is. And probably one of the greatest eloquent speakers in May was, in my opinion, Malcolm X. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Self-taught. So, he was the 19th. 19th, yes. So he had a lot going on right People there. People born on the 19th are normally, if they either have it in their name or born in their birthday, they normally excel in mm. life. John H. Johnson that founded uh, Johnson Publication, Ebony, Jet, and all those other magazines underneath it was born on the 19th. Mm. Um, uh, if you look at Smokey Robinson, he cranked out songs for days and even now, and those who are doing the 60s even now still popular, born on the 19th. So people that are born on the 19th or possess the 19th in their name are very, very fortunate. Because, in fact, Dr. Martin Luther King's father was born himself on the 19th oh. of December. So 19 is very important. And, it's, and in fact, and 
They call the 19 the Prince of Heaven. It denotes honor, success, and esteem. Uh-huh. It is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and they're both fire numbers. Yeah. Which means they're very proactive. Five yeah. represents people who not just who don't sit around, they take action. I hear what you're saying, brother, but what you gonna do? Right. There's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we like execution. <laughs> you know, I, I, I took on the number 19 first, you know, and, and I didn't know that the journey would become so deep after taking on this number, but it first came from Masterful Art of Muhammad. And he had a quote that he said, there's 17 million original people and there's two million Indians. And he said that represents the 19 million rusty locks, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And those 19 million rusty locks can be unlocked by 19 million well-oiled keys, right? And that was a representation of the bandas or, you know, um, a representation of knowledge or enlightenment or truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That can enlighten the people. Right. And awaken them to where they can never be oppressed again into that mind of God. Mm-hmm. Right. So my journey is actively enlightening people. But that makes sense to me, because if I took your month, your day and your year of birth, it factors out to a number one. So your destiny number is a one. So if people are not familiar with numerology terms, I put it in a way where it kind of makes common sense. It tells me symbolically you are in the first grade in the school of life. Mm. And people who have a one destiny are those are your pioneers, your innovators. They go where no person has gone before. And in fact, the year you were born in adds up to 19. Were you aware of that? The year I was born. Give me a, so 5490. If you add 1990, 1 plus 9 plus 9 equals 19. Oh, yeah, again, I always go to 10, then 1, but yeah, it is a 19. Yeah, when I add all four numbers across, 1991 plus 9. Plus nine plus zero equals 19. And even my personality type, I think it's, what was it, ENTJ or INTJ. And, you know, once you add it up, I'll put it in, uh, what's, the, what's the system? Not Kabbalicism, but, um, you know, where you, you, you Gematria. Yes, yes. Yeah, it comes mm-hmm. out to a 19 as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So that 19 is just, it's in there. Yes, it's it means there. the beginning and the end. You know what I'm saying? It's the Alpha and the Omega. So, and as I tell people, if they don't want to hear the truth, they shouldn't talk to a number one or a number nine. So we need to impose both those numbers. And and the person that really personified that was Malcolm X. And he yeah. said, I don't care what it cost me my life. That's a fact. That's a fact. And because he lived his stuff. That, okay? that number 19 represents truth, represents all truth, not yes, just it truth. Does. Right? Yes, it so does. So that one, you know, I always get that breakdown. That one is a representation of, you know, of course, the beginning. And then that nine is a representation of the end. Because mm-hmm. all energy of the numbers exists between one through nine. There yes, is no stronger it. pair that you can put between a one to multiply it than a nine. Right. Right. And so I look at the numbers as all one. So mm-hmm. a two is just two ones. A three is just three ones. A four is four ones. So one thing I always tell people is, you know, it's not about who's number one because we're all ones. Right. right? If you think about it like Just that. Just of different frequencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you're talking about all truth, right, we're talking about everything that exists between that one through nine is all there. Yeah. So even your knowledge, your belief, your system all exists between that one through nine system. Mm-hmm. And nothing exists outside of it because once you add it up, it recycles itself back down to a one 
and all that knowledge exists there. So for me, that number 19 represents cosmic order. It represents life and death. It represents male and female, right? It represents as ab above, so, so below, below. Yeah. right? With, within and so without. All of that is a representation of the number 19. Because and it represents completion. Because if a person says, well, what about 10? Well, 1 plus 0 is back to 1. Mm -hmm. What about 11? 1 plus 1 is back to 2. So the numbers basically go no higher than 1 to 9. So anything above that, they call it the FADIC system, F-A-D-I-C. So if a person is a, born on a 12th, they would be a 3 because 1 plus 2 is 3. But, so you always got to go back to the root number. Right. Okay. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the Theology of Time was given a breakdown. He had a brother that drew, he said, draw a hyphen on the board and put a zero at the end of it. And, you know, he said that zero, he said, see, you can't tell the, the value where it starts and where it ends. There's, there's nothing to grade from there. And he said that represents nothing. Right. But he said that represents us. Yes. He said, now take that same one, it's a zero, and I want you to put a one in front of it. You put that one, that one represents God giving us value. Yeah. He's taking something and he's making, from nothing, he's making something by putting himself next to us. And the more zeros you put behind that one, mm -hmm. the more valuable it becomes. Right. And the more people that are awakening, yeah. right, to yeah. that God. So it was, it was a dope representation in the way that he was given the breakdown because he was utilizing numbers to understand it because he said the zero is a representation of that never-ending knowledge, wisdom, and truth, mm -hmm, right? But once mm -hmm. you put that one next to it, it multiplies the value of it, Yeah. right? Now, it got me thinking about, though, if that number one, that one God has always been probably one of the biggest things that people fought, polytheism and monotheism, mm -hmm. right? But all things start from, you know, ones and zeros. Yeah, right? well, the multiply. whole computer predicates is predicated upon just ones and zeros. Those are the formula that feed all the information that goes in computers. So the just number ones one, and zeros. Though, people that have a life path as a number one. Which you right? do in your What case. does that represent? It means people who are your pioneers, people who are your innovators, people who deal with the first principle. You'd be the first person to do this, and although it was never your intention. So for example, you may have been the youngest of your brothers and sisters, but the first to leave home, the first to go to school, the first to finish school, but there's always going to be something about your life that's going to make you a number one. Because mm. your destiny number, the month, the day, and the year you're born is a one. And ones are your pioneers. Mm. They're that's your hard. creative people. They're your visionaries. Mm. So now, you was the first one I, I started to understand that the day that you were born, mm -hmm. right, is considered your what? The day you're born is considered the, the compass that points north. It symbolizes north on your compass. See, your date of birth represents what you must learn over a long period of time by taking the month, the day, and the year. But it is your date of birth that's more immediate. So in your case, born on the 4th, that is your more primary birthday. That is what affects you more than anything. And 4 represents people who like to be different. In fact, I've, I've, uh, I describe four as the number of secret enemies because people are either jealous of you, envious, or insecure. And the only reason why is fours are very visionary. They say and do things way ahead of time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what creates it. So if you look at Stevie Wonder who did Inner Visions of My Mind with no sight, that album, I mean, just the way he did it, but he's a four. Mm. Fours are different. So he got his vision from the four. Yeah, fours, boy, fours boy, are futuristic. Right there, boy. So <laughs> it's like reading, it's like taking a test. 
Can you read the words? Yes. But do you understand the words? That's a whole other thing. Right. And see, that to me goes towards processing power, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you, you talk a lot about intuition, right? Mm -hmm. And the psychic powers of the mind. Because once you tap in, I believe, to the numbers, you become very intuitive because the numbers are the fabric yeah. of things. Yeah. But having a mathematical processing power type of brain allows you to understand Right, the synchronicities that you feel or that you see. Because yeah. most people feel like, man, I feel I should do this, but you can't understand it because you don't have that mathematical processing yeah. power. Yeah. So you have to operate either on the blind faith of the feeling mm -hmm. or other people, they get to operate by actually understanding it. I know what this means. Yeah. Right? And now they can act off that knowledge. But see, and the beautiful part about when you go to the birthday, it sets up for me the stage of the foundation. So for example, Born on May the 4th, you would be an earth sign with an air number, which means very pragmatic, which is the nature of an earth sign, and then very logical in your reasoning, which is the power of deduction. Four rules of mechanical, mathematical sciences, computers, technology, engineering, the media, radio, television, technology in all forms. Four represents people who are very sensitive, very, very unique. And four people, I jokingly say, they may forgive you, but they never gonna forget when you did them an injustice. Oh no, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Now you forgive them, but like, yo, I'm still gonna remember what you did now, to me, brother. How did I become so funny, though? <laughs> hmm? How did I become so funny? Well, probably because of other makeup in there, because Tauruses are always a very entertaining sign too. Mm. See, and that could that could make a difference. But see, but once I know a person's numbers, then it tells me in your case, your numbers are the four, one, and five. So what does that mean? And see, coming out of Harlem, I would tell people that's their attitude. What does it mean? And it means your best days are always on Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday. These are always your power days to do things of consequence. Then it tells me what dates would be important to you, such as the 1st, the 4th, the 5th, the 10th, the 13th, 14th, then the 19th, the 22nd, 23rd, 28th, and 31st of the month. And then it tells me your power months are normally in and around February, June, July, August, and September. Mm. You know, so if you look at the birthdays of your mom or dad, they could have been born on a date that's a one or four or five. And they could have been born in a month around late, late January into February, late May into June, July, August, and September. And you know, it's interesting, speaking of the United States history too, in May, do you know in the 200 and something odd years of history, no president has ever died in the month of May? Mm, mm, mm. That's a protected month right there. Yeah, so if the president says, listen, Stray, listen, I need to know when can I walk among the populace, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I you say you should your, your pick things And May. May 7th, no president yet has died on the 7th, the 16th, or the 25th. Mm. And no president's ever died in the month of May. Seven, so, six, so there's always something about oddities with numbers. And, and, and I was looking up, so the most popular birthdays, September 9th and... September 19th. Now, my, my parents' birthdays are September 17th. They have the same birthday. Uh-huh. Yeah. They both born on the same day, September yeah. 17th? Yes. Okay, that's so interesting. I got a lot of Virgos. I got a brother that's not, his, his birthday on September 19th, almost September 9th, and uh, his daughter's on the 9th as well. And then I got the other two twin brothers. There's September 4th. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, here's what's interesting to me. My mother was a Virgo. 
out of six of my children, three of them are Virgos. Oh, yeah. And my youngest is born September 17th. So that's that pops, because everybody get busy in December. <laughs> you understand? They start popping out the well, babies. it's cold, brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got you to gotta kind of cozy up there and get warm a bit. start creating numerical <laughs> frictions. Let's see what's going on. It's mathematical. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to talk to you about a few different things I got written down, because one of the things you give a breakdown in your book is about the four planes of thought and the four levels of living, physical, yes. mental, emotional, and intuitive. Can mm -hmm. you take us through that? Yeah, there are certain numbers that are found on the plane. The four and the five are found on the physical plane. The physical plane is those who like to examine things, okay? They are the ones who will take something, form, or whatever the case, and work with that in the physical world. The number two, the number one and eights are found on the mental plane. Those are the business numbers. Mm. You know, they, they're about logic and reasoning and, you know, does it make sense and stuff. This is why one people and eight people uh, appear to be cold or distant because, and it's not that they're lacking feelings, it's just they have logic and that's mm. why they're on the mental plane. Then the emotional planes are your twos, your threes, and your sixes. Those are the ones that express things through feelings, intuitions, hunches. These are your artists, musicians, your actors that get into character, that expresses themselves. And then you got finally the intuitive plane, and those are the only two numbers of the seven and the nine. Mm. Yeah, see, I, I know I, I exist in like multiple planes. Yeah, yeah. So we all have various levels, and that's determined by taking uh, the numbers in your name. And, and seeing how many ones you got, how many twos you got, how many threes you got. That I explained in my book, too, called The Magic Box. So The Magic Box, so with names, now, because the names, you know, each have a numerical value. Yes. So that's the sense of being able to add up the numbers of your names. And I understand that all numbers have a numerical frequency. Numbers are symbols. So from a visual standpoint, once you look at a number, it has a frequency attached to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Frequencies, based on it being a symbol, Right. So like that's going to go deep into your subconscious. I always say you can't tell a symbol. No. Mm -mm. Right. It goes directly into your subconscious and it creates a feeling which creates a vibratory frequency. Right. So it's going to create a magnetic charge. Mm -hmm. Right. Or a mm -hmm. repelling charge. Mm -hmm. Right. Within the body. Right. Mm -hmm. And within the brain. So every time we look at a symbol, we're creating a frequency. You understand that me? Correct. And, and, and within numbers. Um, saying that number, right, that frequency is like, we know it as letters, mm -hmm. right, but letters come from numbers. Yes. Right? And mm -hmm. they have numerical value attached to it. Mm -hmm. That's why now we're living in the age of AI, which is one nine, right? And I always get that breakdown of the AI as the artificial intelligence, artificial dissemination, artificial ingredients. Mm -hmm. Because that's man trying to play God. Yeah. Because that number 19 is a representation of God, that all nine. Yeah. So that masculine and that feminine that give birth, right? Number zero being mind, mm -hmm. which also I representate as darkness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And number one being thought, which I representate as light, which also is motion. Mm -hmm. And number nine, right, is growth or color right so mm -hmm. it's giving birth mm -hmm. right so when i when i think about that and i think about the reality that we're living in right now people in in the science of, of where we are today the young men their minds are mixed so i call them nine minds nine minds are more the feminine mind the intuitive thinking or intuitive feeling emotional mm -hmm. mind 
Mm -hmm. The one is the logic, the rationality, the reasoning, right? Yeah. And that's on the mental plane. On the mental say plane. It. That's interesting. So yes. that if you are in balance, right, then that one always comes before that nine because it filters first. Mm -hmm. So it has to go through that seat of that mental plane. Then it goes to the emotional one, right? And that would be two, which is the emotional side. That's the next stage of it. But nowadays, you have people have their nine mind in front of that one. So they're emotional first, yeah. right? And so they, a, a lot of people are emotional and they're feeding their subconscious nothing but emotions instead of logic and reasoning. Mm -hmm. So when I meet these young men today, they are imbalanced, right? But that makes sense based upon the way the family is structured nowadays too, mm. whereby at one point in time it was a given there would always be a mother and a father in the household. Fast forward to this present state we're in, Majority of the time, it's just a woman in the household. That's a fact. And so a lot of the men are missing. And, and it, you can tell. So a lot of our men now are taking on ways of the mother. I don't think they mean to, but they don't have a model of a man in the house. Right. See, I grew up with two parents. So my father was an Aries, very strong will. So I grew up a certain way, you know, that how men should behave themselves. But nowadays, uh, you've got... Uh, situations that are totally different in terms of how family members are raised. No, that's a fact because, you know, that 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 represents, you know, um, that plane in the household is that son. That father will represent that son. Mm -hmm. And then there's nine planets which represents different emotional states. Yep. Right? But yep. instead, you have the planets ruling the son. Right? So with the mother in that representation of that feminine, she is programming the son so mm -hmm. he doesn't get to understand that that's not the way it works. It's supposed to be that feminine operating in the orbit of the son. Yes, so exactly. The, he doesn't know how to lead himself, yeah. essentially, because yeah. the father supposed to be in that household creating that mathematical equation, that one and that nine is and supposed to be the in leadership. There. So now, you know, when I was looking into the number 19, I was looking at like we are in you know, the 9-11 era, right? Mm -hmm. Now that number 9-11 first thought, I think it was 611, can't believe, I can't remember what it was, but I know that it was, I think, Lyndon B. Johnson that issued it, and it was 19 members, right, that mm -hmm. came into and switched it over to 911. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I look at the synchronicity of the fact that on 9-11, they are supposed to be 19 hijackers, right? And a representation of a... 9-11 paradigm which means that they're in emergency mm -hmm. because when that nine is in front of those ones right it's yeah. the emotion in front yeah. of the conscious and the subconscious right but you see here's, here's the thing if you add 911 if in the original version although the 11 is considered a master number it denotes also esoterically trials and tribulations, great difficulties to contend with. Mm. So when a person is dialing 911, it's not about inviting you to a party or social gathering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They need some help. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and being able to recognize when you need help, I think, is key. How does a person, matter of fact, on that frequency, how does a person, you know, see and observe the signs through numbers of recognizing when they need help or they're in an emergency? To me, I think one of the things is like in all things, if you go to an counselor, no matter what form of the addiction you have, the first thing is to own it. Mm. Yes, I drink. Yes, I get high. Yes, I do that. That seems to always be the first stage towards recovery mm. is to admit it and own up to it.
But why should I admit it when I can blame you? Right. See what I'm saying? And that's why the world is the way it is. Mm. Okay. So I wanted people to get, so it's, it's only nine numbers. We went over the ones, went over the fours, went over the fives, the twos. Two is always the number of unity. Two is the number that has the balance, day and night, up and down, open and closed, male and female. It's always that that balance in things. This is why twos make excellent negotiators. Mm. This is why twos bring parties together. Two is also a very psychic and intuitive number. It is ruled by the moon in and of itself. And it also rules anything relating to the mechanical, mathematical sciences, computers, technology of the higher mind, things like that. Two is known to go into the smallest of details. So people will say, well, twos get caught up in the minutiae. But the way I explain it is like if you take the nuts and bolts off at the table you're sitting at or the chair I'm sitting on, all of this will fall apart. So these little nuts and bolts and screws that we don't see appearing obvious are the ones that hold up the bigger picture. Mm. What about the threes? Threes is that represents the trilogy, the mother, the father, the child, the present, the past, the present, the future, the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? Three represents creativity, imagination. It is ruled by the planet Jupiter that denotes expansion. It denotes lady luck. If you go to an astrologer, the first thing I want to see is where is Jupiter aspected in your chart in what house because that particular house will reflect the area of abundance that is likely to come into the house. Three is about expansion. Three is about imagination. Three rules foreigners, foreign countries, foreign languages. Uh, and threes, one of the things I love, well, see, I love all the aspects about the numbers, but threes I like. When you tell a three person you can't do something, they don't just accept it as blind faith. You know how you have an authority, authoritative person says, well, you will never succeed. Well, with a three person, when you tell them they are going to fail, they gently rise to the occasion. That's yeah. one of the strong points I like about threes. Now, we know number fours, you understand? Yeah, fours, fours represents foundation. Yeah. Fours represents the square. It represents boundaries, but it represents also the genius in man. It also represents sensitivity. Because the world is built on fours. Yeah, everything. Everything you do, practically. You know, the chair I'm sitting at, the table you're sitting at, whatever the case is, Yes, three represents the tripod of something for which that uh, uh, word comes from, the first word, tri, T-R-I. But without four, that is a foundation. So when you look at news, which is north, east, west, and south, it means it's coming from all four directions. Mm. Yeah, four-corner contracts. Every paperwork that we yeah, sign has yeah. four corners. Four represents the foundation. Anytime you build a structure, you always got to look at the cornerstone of anything, this building that we're in has some cornerstone for which the whole rest of this building was built upon. So that, that makes me think that, you know, four represents the logic of man because, but, because nothing in nature has corners like how man builds things because he builds things in contraptions for control. Yeah. Right? So when we are peering through windows, it traps the energy. You understand me? Instead of creating circles, instead of creating any other shape, he builds it with these foundations of like bricks and floors yeah, and dimensions. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a dimension that he can control. You understand me? And so the architect of, you know, the black mind doesn't build everything in dimensions of four. 
right? We build everything with other different planes of existence as well. But this mm -hmm. whole entire world is built on force. Yeah, but you, and you know what's interesting? Because it made me think, if you look at all the planets in the heavens, at least in our solar system, whether it's Pluto, Neptune, Mars, Saturn, Venus, whatever, all the planets around, you don't see no square planets, nowhere mm. floating in this universe, Because that's, 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 and, Not and one. That, that, that gets me to think, because you know, when you look at the planets, right, none of them are perfect circles, right? right? They're more like zeros, mm -hmm. right, closer to it. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And, and that to me is that representation of, right, like what is that planet before life? But when you put man on that, now God exists there. He mm -hmm. multiplies the value of that planet. Mm -hmm. Right. And I believe that that's like us before we have God within our lives. Right. We are nothing. But once we have God within our lives, it brings value right to us and it multiplies who we are. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we look throughout the universe, we're looking for God. We're looking for life. Mm -hmm. Right. Otherwise, we don't denote much value to that planet. So we can obviously see the nine planets, but we're searching for God on that planet. Yeah, because there that's is what we always found here. a high. I don't care what part of the world man has come from, whether it's the Aborigine or whatever the case is, we're always looking for something higher than ourselves. Right. Oh, and we can just sense it. Right. But and, and as you said, though, there's only a certain percentage of us that's looking for it higher and we really influence the rest. Mm -hmm. So you got certain numbers that may exist on that <laughs> mental plane yeah. and be looking out to the heavens trying to figure this thing out. And then they start to spread their thinking amongst everybody else. Yeah. And then everybody else saying, hmm, I never thought about that. Because there was millions of people who looked up at the stars and never wondered how did they come about. But then there was one person that was just, man, what's going on up there? <laughs> you understand me? Them Dogon people started charging. I was going to say the Dogon yeah. people understood that. Yeah, they understood. See, I believe, like imagine if there's a tribe of people who are the most of the tribe is all one particular type of number consciousness. So mm -hmm. they're more intuitive and mm -hmm. a higher plane of reasoning. And so you happen to get a cluster, the same way you get a cluster of stars, they're a little galaxy over there that mentally and intuitively they was able to have a certain understanding as they started to build with each other. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I'm at the wholehearted belief that, you know, everybody of course is different, right? We always mm -hmm. talk about equal. We love to utilize that word because we feel like that word equal creates justice. When mm -hmm. it doesn't, I think difference creates more justice because it creates more understanding. Yeah, right? I agree. Equality leaves people confused. Yeah. Because you got somebody short, you got somebody tall, and you say you're equal. No, that's right? not equal. It, it, it confuses people because we have to use our senses. We have to judge things. And now I'm looking at it, but you're telling me they're equal, but obviously they're not. So I think that we have to qualify that on different planes, mm -hmm. right? Even people's souls are weighed differently. You understand me? When a person does something good morally, we consider yeah. that yeah. person to be more. Yeah. So yeah. in no fabric of reality do we actually consciously judge people to be equal, right? It's only in this moral consciousness that's an idea in society that says that we got to say everybody's equal, but we're not. But that's not. And this is why you can have a person walk into a room and their aura, when they step in, attracts everybody. Mm -hmm. And then you have another person step into a room with no aura at all, and people wouldn't even know they came much less <laughs> That's wet. A fact. That's all I'm saying, brother. <laughs> that's a fact. That's the energy. That's the energy. But, and, and you have to know that that type of person can compliment 
another energy. And I think the problem with the reality of telling people they equal is that it creates these egos to not represent themselves in their correct fashion. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because this person was supposed to be the thinker. This person was supposed to be the visionary. This person was supposed to be the most beautiful person. They're supposed to suck out the air in the room because of who they are, the way that they're composed, their properties. Mm -hmm, Each mm -hmm. person, if you were to give them, if we could figure out like an algorithm to break down the properties of different human beings and add it up, you're going to see different dominant vibratory frequencies that exist. There's no question. That's why some numbers do better during certain times of days, like eights and sevens and nines tend to do better during the, day, during the night. Mm -hmm. See, there are certain numbers that do well during the day, certain numbers well during the night. Number three is one of those numbers as well, both day or night, they got it. Mm. You know, this is why everybody don't go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time, dress the same way, eat the same time. You right. know what I'm saying? Because there's so many factors. So, for example, when I went to China, that's 12 hours ahead of us. When I went to Hawaii, that's six hours behind us. And in fact, it's so interesting because like the United States likes the number four here, when I went to China, their lucky numbers are the six and the eight. Mm. Those are the money numbers, okay? Yeah. They don't like the word four. Four is not one of their lucky numbers. If I say four in Chinese, that sounds like the word death. Mm. You see what I'm mm. saying? So every country, nation will have their numbers that they play upon. But it's, it's regardless of the numbers, it sets off a frequency. Right. And what my goal is when I deal with my clients is, Everybody says, man, that person was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, my focus is how can you be in the right place at the right time? Right. Now, see, that's the key. Now, I want to go back over, selfishly, I want to go back over my months that you said was my best months. Yes, yes. Which months? Your best months are always in February, June, July, August, and September. When you look at when you started what you did, when you looked at when you moved to this place or that place or... Whatever the case is, you'll find that late January into February, then late May into June, July, August, and September mm. are and see, important. That, that, that's another thing about cycles, right? Because during the winter cycle, right, you know, for a lot of people, it's supposed to be not the cycle of you're trying to create things. Number one, it's a cycle of death. Mm -hmm. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's the winter times when things yeah. are dying and yeah. getting prepared for new growth. Yeah. Right. So just as your body goes through cycles within, you know, 90 minute cycles throughout the day. Right. Which decrease over time. So mm -hmm. at the each cycle of your peak, that peak gets lower and lower until you start to fall asleep. Yeah. Right. Same thing throughout the year. Right. Mm -hmm. You got your spring. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or you have your fall. Right. You have your spring, you have your summer, then mm -hmm. you have your winter. Mm -hmm. Right. So things are peaking within that summer range. Yes. Right. Towards spring, that end summer. of that summer. Yeah. yeah. And now that's when these are where you protect the things you build. You mm -hmm. understand me? And then you're coming up with new ideas. You're giving birth to new things like even in that range of September from, you know, the number nine, which is a powerful number and understanding of uh, specifically in birth, mm -hmm. you have the first where you have a thought about something, mm -hmm. then you go to giving terms to that, right? Mm -hmm. So like within people look at January and I think January is the worst month to try to start any New Year's resolution, which is yeah. why 90% of people fail because you're mm -hmm. doing it in the worst month. You should it be is doing true. it in springtime. It is in the period of Saturn which is when you tear down rather than build up. Right. So now, like, even with the, where we at in today's society, we're in a cycle of a recession, right? 
So this cycle is when things are receding, right? In business, you have certain peaks. It yep. reaches the top. Mm -hmm. Then it has to recede. Yeah. Then it reaches an average, yeah. right? So yep. we can see what the real performance is. Yeah. So it never, you never grade a business by its peak cycle because it has to come down. It, it, listen, nothing stays at the top forever. Right. So like when you understand that in, in, in our economic cycles is of being in a recession and trying to see if this recession goes deeper into a depression, it's understanding that, okay, during these times is when you get rid of the things that you don't need. Right. So businesses are getting rid of employees. Yeah. Right. They're getting rid of products that's not selling. Yep. They're getting rid of parts of their budget. It's the same cycle you should go through within your life. You're getting mm -hmm. rid of people who don't serve your value. Yeah. You're getting rid of things that you may have just held on to because you never had to think about it because you never had to adjust your, your budget. Mm -hmm. Right. You never had to adjust your life to say, OK, well, listen, man, I got this friend that's always calling. Me. I can't afford the energy right now. I need focus. Yeah. There you, are times when you got to cut your losses. Right. You, 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 you know, certain TV shows I can't watch right now, certain people I can't be around, even your health cycle, certain things you can't eat right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And understanding that in the day, in the, in the winter hours, we get less sun. Right. So for black people, this is a specific time to be cautious. Yeah. Because we need more sun than anybody else. We are children of the sun. Exactly. Right. The sun loves us and we can absorb more than anybody, but it requires us to be in the sun longer than anybody. Yeah. Right. But during these times, we go through, you know, uh, uh, vitamin D deficiencies. So understanding those cycles within reality helps us make sure that we can maintain our success. So we're not operating out of order and in, in, in an imbalance. But see, that's the point that I've mastered when I took a person's birthday. I knew their high cycles, their low cycles, the cycles when they're in their best. And, you know, the way I used to explain to my kids, the sun don't come out every day. Right. Although I might want the sun to come out every day. Some days it's going to be a little stormy, a little overcast, rainy. But primarily you want the sun to come out as much as you want to. Right. But it doesn't come out every day. But once you understand that, there are always peaks and valleys. And the point is to understand when you're at your peak and to take advantage of it. So therefore, if you look at some of the things you've accomplished uh, with your career, the things you're doing now will probably take place in winter of February, then late spring into May, June, excuse me, June, July, August, and September. That's when you're kind of on your road. The holidays always find a way to bring family together, whether it's watching the game, baking cookies, holiday shopping, wrapping presents, or gathering around to listen to our favorite holiday music. It's all made more magical with an ice cold Coke. Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get together the office holiday party, your first time having dinner with the in-laws, or that small reunion because everyone's back in town for the holidays. Nothing says welcome home like Coca-Cola. Enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke. Peace, family. It's power, structure, order, community, intelligence, liberation, freedom. These are words that describe what we're doing and what we're building. See, there's a word of individualism out there. You're fighting to try to satisfy your ego instead of being a part of an eco. And once you become a part of an ecosystem, now you have wisdom around you. Now you have intelligence. Now you have a mastermind of those who know more than you. And once you have access to information, technology, community, and education, now you have all the things that you need in order to build your own foundation, your own nation. You understand me? This is my family, and I want you to join it as well. Make sure you tap into the block world order so we can get you together.
So let me ask you. I know you've been hearing about Kanye West and Kyrie Irving in the news, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Now, Kyrie Irving, his birthday is March 23rd, 1992. Yes. And Kanye West is He's June 8, 1977. Mm -hmm. So what do you see in those numbers that's aligned with the controversy that they're going through right now? Well, eight is always the number that is misunderstood. Mm. Okay, that's the one thing about it. That's why I tell an eight person, if they had to make, hang a model over their door, it would be to know me is to love me. Mm. Muhammad Ali was also a number eight. Remember, he says, ain't no Vietnamese call me nigga. Yeah. Okay, what I'm saying? And they took his title, they took his money. But notice what happened mm. that the vindication came around. He stuck by his truth. So whether people like what Kanye say or not, I mean, there are certain realities that are factual. See, because right. people are entitled to their opinions, but not their facts. It's a whole different thing. Right. Now, Kyrie Irving, in fact, is a cardinal sign. A cardinal sign represents a change of the season, and he is an Aries. And so Aries are going to always, almost all the people that make the most impression on God's earth, they are the cardinal signs, which would be mm. Aries, which would be Cancer, which would be Libra, which would be Capricorn. So, for example, if you look at Capricorns, all of the black historians are Capricorns. Dr. John Hope Franklin, Dr. Diop, Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Ida Van Sertima that I lectured with in Houston and Texas, uh, Dr. Uh, Leonard Jeffries, all Capricorns. Yeah. You know what, what, about, what about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? His is May 11th, of course. Yes, he is under a fixed sign, okay? Fixed signs are very important. Malcolm X was a fixed sign. That means when people are focused... And you're fixed on it. So that means when we're focused, even though we might get thrown off track, we always try to find a way to get back on and keep the mission. Yeah. That's basically what we do. The other signs are mutable. Mutable means they're very flexible. They're very fluid, mm. like Pisces and Cancer, things like that. They're more fluid. But fixed signs and cardinal signs are the ones that tend to make the most impact on life stage though. Right. See, that's why people always tell me like, man, you just seem to know your purpose. You just, you just. It, that's focused, just, that's fixed. Yeah, it's just innate. It's not even something that I could change. That's my operation. That's something yeah. I want to change. Yeah, yeah. Right, like that's, that's just understanding my mission on this planet Earth, mm -hmm. right? And I've been looking at my numbers for a long time and just understanding like, damn, you know, from the birthday, from my birthplace, right, to the hospital I was born in, I remember early on looking at those numbers and be like, yo, all of this added up. Like, if my parents understand numerology, the numbers do they would have known they had a special child <laughs> when they had me. <laughs> well, see, here's how I'd look at it. The fact if you look at the biological process of what it takes to get to impregnate one egg in a woman, millions and millions of sperms go after this one egg. That's a whole lot of competition. Yeah. But only one of those million will match up with the egg. That's a fact. So to me, that's why I look at everybody as special until you act out of character. I try to treat everybody the same way, knowing that all of us are special, knowing what the biological process is. And when you understand that, you can deal with a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then it's how we are in this cycle. So people will say, well, Lloyd, how do you know when a number is good or bad? Just by their actions. Brother, if you're blocking people's blessings and you interfere with their lives, obviously you're not living on the best side of your number. Mm. But what happens is we are so much caught up into being influenced by influencers that we're so busy looking in somebody else's backyard, we need to look in our own backyard. Because you can't change who you are, so what you do is you make the most of it. So, for example, I remember I wanted to be real tall. 
And I says, uh, well, Lloyd, this is it. So what you gonna do? So, it's, so you make the best of what the creator has given to each and every one of us. Every one of us are divinely special. It's just our attitudes towards each other that makes a difference. Right. I believe that 100%. You know, I believe that, you know, if human beings had the ability to appreciate who they are, right? Yeah. And not trying to be someone else. That's why comparison is the thief of joy, because you mm -hmm. can never be who you comparison. You, yeah. can't, you can't take their life path. Right. You can't replace them from the path that they were set on. Yeah. And so unfortunately, society creates this reality to where it's compare and contrast. So you're never appreciative of the numbers you were blessed with. You're never appreciative yeah. with the properties of who you are. And sometimes that person you're admiring, you don't know what changes they're going through where you need to say, you know what? I think I'm glad. Right. Because for the you most part, you could I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, and that's why you say be careful what you wish for, because you couldn't even go through what they went through mostly probably emotionally to get to where they are and if you yeah. did you would suffer which is why you are not which is why you don't have what they have because god knew that yo okay this person can actually handle what they have now mm -hmm. if you want it i can take you through what they went through but they're yeah. built for that yeah so if i take you through that same thing it might kill you yeah, that's true. You understand true. me? Yeah. It, it, you may have such great stress and depression that you wouldn't enjoy nothing of what you have. Everybody is equipped differently. Right. But they've got us now in this society, at least the present day, of trying to emulate what this person is doing or what that person is doing rather than trying to figure out, well, Lord, what, what am you I doing? supposed to do? Yeah. Right. Everybody yeah. has their role to play yeah. within a revolution. Yeah. yeah. Somebody may just be, you may just create the soundtrack to it. Right, another person may actually draw up the plans for it. But if everybody plays their little parts and can fit it like a nice puzzle, it and, turns out to be a nice mosaic. And that's where I think that there is a value of understanding that, you know, there's, we, we may be different, but the role that we play can give us significance that can bring us to a level of equality, mm -hmm. right? But if you don't play your role and match the significance of your role, then we can never be equal. Because I'm playing my role, right? to its highest level of significance, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if, if your role is to, to, to paint the mural, right, but you do a, a, a halfly good job, you're not even playing into your role oh, significance, yeah, yeah, right? But now yeah. you mad at me because I'm speaking for it, but I'm playing a mind to the T. I'm studying, I'm making sure that I can communicate at the highest level. So now I'm playing at the highest level of my role. That's putting in the work. Right. So that's what I want people to really take from this. Number one, the cycles. And number two, understanding your properties. Yeah. Right? Like each atom has a certain numerical property to it. Mm -hmm. So involved within us, we are made of billions and billions of atoms, right? And each one of these properties have a numerical value. Mm -hmm. And so that we are associated with the numerical frequency. And understanding the value of that frequency and the purpose of it allows you to be guided throughout life. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And I believe that if you want to multiply that frequency, all you have to do is add God to it. You understand me? And God will bring you like-minded individuals. Right, because that's that one. You understand yeah. me? You already a zero. Just add, just add a little God to it and you're good to go. <laughs> simple, ain't it, right? It's simple. <laughs> it's simple when you understand yourself. But, but I also realize I have the processing power to understand it. So I'm empathetic mm -hmm. with people mm -hmm. who don't. Yeah, but see, that's what four is. Four is about logic. Was about foundations. Yeah. So when I, I deal with people in society a lot, leaders, figures, play athletes, a lot of different people, 
you know, and like you said, everybody don't want the truth. But that's what I come to give. Yeah. So yeah. and and that could be at and you got to be true to yourself as they want to be true to themselves. They can't have it both ways. Yeah. So it, 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 that's because when we're friends with people, we often don't want them to tell us the highest truth. We want people to sugarcoat things. And I, I just I don't like it's to add to sugar advantage. to everything. It's not to their advantage. It's really. not because I've learned from my older brother when he used to tell me just raw truth. That's when I grew the most. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't like it when I heard it, you understand <laughs> me? And I questioned him and I fought him on it first. Yeah. Then I had to go back and all right, he presented this, and now I have to talk myself out of it, mm -hmm. right? So now I have to present a higher truth than the reasoning that he gave. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, then I have to add that on to who I am as a real truth. Mm -hmm. But it grew me because I seen parts of myself that he was able to observe that I wasn't observing. And I said, okay, let me just question and see if he was right. I can, you can hate a person for telling you the truth or you can love them. That's your, your opportunity. That's why youth and wisdom don't go together. Yeah. Old man for counsel, young man for war. Yeah, yeah. Because an older man now would say, "Well, why am why do I have to go into the army and shoot up somebody?" A younger guy, you right. know the way it is. Yeah, we just gung ho. We'll sign up and whatever the case is, pick up a gun. But then when you talk to men who are mature past thirties, thirty five, forties, why why do you want me to do this? Right. So we begin to question right. things. Right. Question it. And my whole thing too, when I have my shows. My philosophy is I teach people you either think for yourself or somebody will do your thinking for you. Mm. And, and believe me, and part of the problem now I think is we're so busy trying to follow this person and that person that we're not following our own spirit. Because God right. has given us a spirit and a brain just like everybody else. Right. Now you've been on the Oprah show? Yes, three times. Three times. What was it that oprah was looking for or seen when she heard of you as a master well what happens is i had appeared on an abc show in new york a guy named regis philbin and kathy lee oh yeah we and know her that. affiliates saw me in new york and flew me out to chicago when uh -huh. she was there at that time so know? how was it with like what, what's oprah's number she's january 29th she's a two now the nature of twos is they're touchy-feely so she would be sitting next to a person and she would have them stand up and she would put their hands on it. But she, people ask, was that just fake? No, twos are very touchy and tactile. That's their thing. Mm. So I'll always tell her too, they should have a hug twice a day. A hug twice a day. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. And if not a physical hug, a hug, uh, a word indirectly by saying, you know, if it wasn't for you today, you saved the day. They wouldn't mind putting an extra hour, extra time things of that nature yeah. you know the only two that's different is the two that's made of two ones like an 11 there's the second there's the 20th and then there's the 29th like Oprah Winfrey but when a person's born on the 11th they're, that's made of two fire numbers so that's why their energies are different which is why they refer to them as master mm. numbers and that's a money number what is what, what six is and eights are your money numbers okay that's why China loves the sixes and the eights okay now what about February 26, 1877, that's Master Audra Muhammad's birthday. Uh, he would be an eight. Now, eight is a philosophical number. Eight is always associated with God, religion, faith. Uh, and in fact, if you talk to a Jewish person, they will tell you 26 is the number of Jehovah mm. or God in numerology. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Uh, 26 is also the number of the Secret Service, too. And in fact, they're, they're down here in New York is that sit. Uh, 26 Federal Plaza, in, in, uh, but eights are always very philosophical. Eight is God's number. They seem to be 
children of fate or destiny. If you talk to an eight person, the person they married would, may not have been the person they had planned to marry, but as fate or destiny would happen, they do. So they refer to even to Christ in the Bible as 888. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Versus the beast, which is 666 in Revelation. So speaking of relationships and numbers, right? Now, like, is there certain numbers that you should look for that you're compatible with? Ideally, yes. So, like, let's say, you know, um, uh, uh, I'm not going to use myself. Let's say uh, a nine person. A nine person would do well with other five numbers. One is a five number. Three is a five number. Mm. Okay. And, you know, because so how do they each find number rules the element. Got it in your yeah, because each yeah. number is ruled by an element in nature. So the number one is ruled by the element of fire, which means passionate, proactive. The number two is ruled by the element of water, which means sensitive and intuitive. The number three is also ruled by the element of fire, which means they're very proactive and passionate about doing things. The number four and five are ruled by the air numbers, and those are your two of your numbers are air. And see, I like your combination because you're the four, one, five. Four and five are your air numbers. One is your fire number. So therefore, there's a balance in your birthday because you got a blend of air and fire. They will tell you if there's a fire in the room, the one thing you don't do is open the windows mm -hmm. or open the doors, okay, because it makes for combustion, okay? Six is earth, very pragmatic, very grounded. Seven is water, which is spiritual and intuitive. Eight is also earth, and nine is also fire. So the fire numbers are the ones, three, nines, the air numbers are the four and the five, the water numbers are the two and the sevens, and the earth numbers are the four, excuse me, the six and the eights. Mm. Now, does that affect the type of relationships you have? So there's a large conversation and, and about like polygamy and mm -hmm. monogamy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are there certain numbers that are um, automatically aligned with monogamy and there are certain numbers that align more with polygamous relationship types? I hadn't thought of it that way. I, I was thinking of number ones because number ones are very individualistic and number ones normally set the stage or the pattern. So you, the fact that you carry 19 as your name, as your identification, means that you, and when I say that, it's not just in multiple wives, but just teamworks and partners, mm -hmm. captains and whatnot that you would have involved that see what I'm saying like that. Right, collaborations. Sixes, yeah, sixes is more like, twos and sixes are more like for family. You know, they like home, family, stability, and the six we didn't talk about, but six yeah. is also very important, like 24 hours in a day, uh, 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour. So each number always plays its part, it appears. So so give me about the sixes, because I think we didn't go over sixes, 107s, well, yes. over eights and nines. I yes, think six, six is, is ruled by Venus. Uh, it is an earth energy. It is pragmatic. Sixes strive for perfection, and I think in the way they look at the construction of the Bible, in day one, God said, let there be light, and he was creating the world. But on the sixth day, he saw the world was to his perfection and rested on the seventh. So I noticed that people born on the sixth, the 15th, or the 24th, they are very hard on themselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Especially the women. Oh, you should have did this. You should have did that. But we're all human. And being human, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have your moments. Uh, when I do my live shows, I made some boo-boos. But, you know, like, I don't do it deliberately, but it happens. Right. So I, I want to talk about the uh, Chaldean approach a bit. 
You understand me? Mm -hmm. uh, specifically when it comes to the Chaldean number values. Well, here's the thing. The, the system that goes from one to nine is the Pythagorean system. That philosophy or school of thought says you should take the name a person is given at birth. So if you just presented a brand new baby to me and Lloyd, this is the full name of the baby, I'd use that. I like the, and, and the, Cal, the Pythagorean system is called modern numerology. The Chaldean system though is referred to as mystic numerology that's right. far, far older. It only goes from one to eight, which is why I rejected it when I first started it for many years. But yet it is, it is more accurate. Listen, they both get you to the same destination. Right. It's just what car you take. You get to the same ride. But I like the Chaldean because the Chaldean says you take the name you're most known by. Mm -hmm. You're known by 19 keys. Now, whatever your original name is at birth or you use, that's one thing. So like when I was... Uh, Working at a radio station in New York, my program director, he had used his middle name as his first name and swore never, ever, ever to reveal it. So if I had to go by the Pythagorean system, you know, how am I going to get it? Like, you know, Mark, listen, man, I'm supposed to use your original name. He says, no, I ain't going to tell nobody. So you take the name the person used the most. So I always use the Chaldean system. Now. Right. But when I teach numerology, as I've done in my classes and colleges and stuff like that. I teach the one to nine method because it's, it's more simple to associate the letters to the numbers. Now is Friday the 13th a, cause I just looked at my nine, my name, my real name is, uh, or my given name rather is a nine. Okay. Right, so I thought I was looking at through the Chaldean system, it still comes up to a nine, you know what I mean? Well then that's nice. Cause that means in both systems that, and see in the Chaldean system, nine was held with such respect, such honor, they didn't, they didn't even include the nine. But if your name added to a nine, then, then that even represented a lot of power because nine is one of those numbers whether you add a number to it or subtract a number to it, the root number is still going to be the same. So if I say nine plus five, that's 14. But if I add 14, it's back to the root number of five again. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it has one of those interesting dynamics to the nature of the number nine. Um, so that's, that's how I'm seeing that. But no matter how you do it, these numbers will guide you. Um, and did we talk about the number nine? Because that is ruled by the planet Mars. I don't think we went deep on yeah. the number nine. Nine represent nine, you can't go any higher than nine. Nine is a humanitarian number. Nine is universal, global, international, inspirational, motivational, bring out the best of people. Nines like to be the master of their fate, though, and the captain of their ship. Yeah. Nines don't take orders well. Nines, I explain when I see a nine person, they think they're the greatest thing since ice cream. Now, my name adds up to a nine. Of my three sons, all their first names are nines. Yeah. Because I want them to be men, not males, men. There's mm. a big difference. I like that. I like that. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for being here, man. I think you provided a lot thank of insight. Thank you very insight. much, too. Uh, with these with these systems and, and, and a lot of this information, man, and I want to read something before I go because I want to make sure that I um, capture this quote correctly in the theology of time, right? And then I want to kind of get your understanding of it. But what I want people to get from high-level conversations is, you know, what they stole from us, 
mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. you can go to high level conversations and you can get access to that library in Timbuktu, that library in Alexandria. You can get access to the masterful knowledge that taught Pythagoras in the first place when he went to ancient Kemet to our people to learn mm-hmm. so that he can become a so-called master, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to where we have a place where we can come and we can learn from brothers such as yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the practical reality of understanding, you know, uh, mathematics, right, from a sense of not just added uh, multiplication and geometry and things of that nature where most people lose because they don't know how to apply that, but just in the numbers themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the same way you read words is you can read numbers. Yeah, and numbers are symbolic of everything. And then when people question me, When I say numerology is an ancient African science, the best, for me, the best illustration is the the Pyramid of Giza. Mm. It's built at the exact center of the earth. You don't do that willy-nilly, buddy. You just don't. Sorry. And and that's both of the ancient sites. And they're still to this day trying to figure out how all those blocks worth weighed tons were put in its place in such a strategic order that it's also in alignment with the constellations and the eclipses and the solar and the lunar eclipses. So magic, man, but that's, that's us. Right. That's us. They ain't gonna figure it out, but we already know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the Dogon people. How did they know about the Sirius star in, 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 in the, the heavens? They knew the distance, they knew the circumference, and they knew the density. They even knew about the Sirius star B. And yet when you look at the pictures of those brothers that they photographed, those brothers look like they perform the corner of 125th Street, the corner of Oakland, yeah. everywhere, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And so we've known these things, we've known these things, but I guess it's just how do we, but we just know. And see, that, that makes me think about just the different tribes that we have, you know, um, on this planet Earth. Like, we, we aren't a monolithic people. No. We all have different special properties about ourselves that allow us to figure out different things within the universe and that we are called to. Yeah. So it is very important is to understand, you know, the tribe that you come from, that ethnic group that you come from, what's in your bloodline. Mm-hmm. So you can actually know the type of people that you derive from and what were you all purposes on this planet Earth. What, is your, what has your bloodline been doing this whole entire time? Well, I think it's no accident that in this society we live in, when it comes to people of color, while contribution has been very suppressed, but we are the original man. Yeah, There's no way you can no get around about it. that. And we have created everything. So, so, for example, when I went to Greece, I visited Egypt, Cairo, then I went to Egypt. And if you saw the museums there versus the Cairo Museum, you would see why they all went into Egypt to study. Yeah. He came back the father of this and the father of that. Right. How could Pythagoras going to be the father of numerology of studying in Egypt for 20-something odd years? Mm. How can that be? Mm. You know, and so that's why once I learned where he went to study, and it was on the African continent, because if you ask the logical question, well, where's Egypt? Because don't forget, Europe wanted to move Egypt over into Europe until Dr. Deeb squashed that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So all these things are... So, yes. Do, um, do you spend a lot of time alone? I like to. Yeah. yeah you introverted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 See, that's, that's... I'm that's, very private. That's, that's part of that personality type of being a mathematical thinker, mm-hmm. right? To be an observer, you have to spend time alone. I do. Right? And, and it helps uh, manifest 
and nurture, right, that intuitive and mathematical mind that you have, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, a, a, around people, there's a lot of frivolous conversation that adds up to nothing, mm -hmm. right? And people love to call, people love to bother about a bunch of nothingness, mm -hmm. right? And so there's certain people, I can be ambiverted, I can be intro and I can be extroverted, but I love to spend time alone because that's where I hear God the most. Well, that when I do appearances and stuff like that, I'm very sociable. But when I come home and lock down, brother, that's it. No, you can't knock on my door because not unless you Amazon or FedEx. <laughs> you know, something like that. And then y'all can just <laughs> leave the package. Yeah, it's, it's a drop off. You know just what go saying? ahead and leave the package. Yeah, but they about like, yo, man, I saw the light on. I figured come and hang out. Yeah. I don't do hangouts, man. I just don't. Yeah, we don't do no hangouts, <laughs> man. I think that, that also normalizes that when you call a person, just leave a message. You ain't got to talk. Just yeah, leave a message. Yeah. Just leave a full and thought. sometimes I'll do that too. And I'll pick up the package I'm when it's back. time. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all that is. Yeah, but I wanted to read this real quick because I wanted to make sure that I quoted this correctly and I spoke on it before we get out of here. And this is from the Theology of Time. It's a direct transcription from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad speeches um, in the 70s. And this was during the tail end of before the messenger had left mm -hmm. because he started with the message to the black man, which is what most people leave off. They don't go to our savior as arrive or, you know, fall of America, mm -hmm. right, making it to theology of time. Mm -hmm. But I believe that that's where we are at now. We have to become masters of time, right? Mm -hmm. Masters of mathematics, masters of numbers, because this whole world is comprised by four corner contracts on paperwork that they've learned how to conquer the rest of the world because they understand these secrets, mm -hmm. right? And so they built the foundation of their reality based on understanding these sciences. Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of operate a little willy nilly to where we just, hope that things go right right and that's not the way the i think power that's part of the programming because we were not originally built that way never we was always a, we was we, we were actually, builders of everything we builders we've been generals we've been strategists we've been mathematicians and scientists this entire time mm -hmm. but when you forget where you come from you think you was a slave waiting for instruction yeah Right. And yeah. so we have to get out that slave mind of waiting for somebody because that's what a slave would do. Mm -hmm. A slave would be waiting for a savior. A slave would be waiting for orders. Mm -hmm. A slave wouldn't be sitting there reading, learning, constructing, building, thinking and doing. Mm -hmm. So now we're in the time of masters and executors where your words mean about this much, but your action mean everything. Think, yeah. Everything. That's why the elders say you can show me better than tell me. Right. And I'm from the show me state. Me too. You understand me? You know <laughs> yeah. about? No, straight up. Straight up. Straight too. up and down, man. Like James Brown. You know what I'm talking about? It's a man's world. Anyway, let me see. It says, <laughs> it says, as I teach, I will ask Brother Minister James Shabazz to do a certain drawing and figure on the board as I instruct. I want you to draw me a long hyphen. Cut it off about six inches. Of it on each side, put a zero on this end. This zero represents nothing, but on the, another zero on the other end, now you will have nothing to go from nothing to start with, right? Because the beginning of zero is nothing at the, and the end is nothing. Listen good. If we have one of the zeros erased and have zero here and we go from zero out here at the end finding one, then from nothing is created what we call arithmetic number one. In arithmetic number one, we go from that to study the others. How many ones do we have to study? It's nine, isn't it? From the zero, we go out to the end of that long hyphen and we find one. What produced one? It was nothing, wasn't it? 
if he puts the one to the right of the zero, he makes a fraction out of the one, right? But if he puts it to the left of the zero, he makes it a whole number. We are multiplying that one by just putting that zero in front of it, making it tenfold. This represents you and me. We are nothing until the coming of Allah, God. We were like that zero there, nothing. Now he came and put himself with us. When he put himself with us, he increased us tenfold. God has increased us tenfold by adding number oneself. He's the great number one God putting himself besides nothing. He made nothing come forth. He made something out of nothing by coming and standing beside nothing, which was more than a zero. It made the zero something we could count from. This is you and me. You're getting up in a world capable of being looked upon and respected because the one God is besides us who are considered nothing. I only want you to bring into the knowledge of yourself. Why are you nothing? Are you in any way tallied with the universe? Yes. Elijah, why did you make the zero round? Because that's the way the universe was before the creation of man. Out of it, we came by one who was self-created. He didn't come from the creation of another. He's the creator himself. The first, remember that, he made himself in a circle so that wisdom of self-creation could keep going to give knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to you and me. I want us to remember that. Out of darkness came one, and then he took the unknown and put it in front of himself. From what? To produce the known. Or for what? To produce the known. That's why the zero goes in front. To make more zeros. He put more up there besides zero, and he keeps producing or making this one tenfold more powerful than it is just by adding zeros. What are you trying to drive us, Mr. Muhammad? I'm saying that the more of you who knew nothing and was like that zero and added to the one God, you become something. I am only now making figures of us. And from those figures, we teach you and can understand. He's applying the human math. Mm -hmm. That's what he's doing. And you know what's interesting? When we are all born, we all start out as zero. We don't zero. come out as one. Mm -hmm. You've got to wait 365 days or whatever before you reach age one. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you're zero. Even in that stomach. You look yeah. at that placenta and that baby folded yeah. up like mm -hmm. a zero. Yeah. He doesn't learn to stand up like a perpendicular man to become one. No. He has mm -hmm. to learn. He has to be given knowledge. And in, in life, a man can go back down to nothing. Mm -hmm. Right? When he doesn't have nothing and he doesn't know nothing, he uses excuses to make nothing. Right. But when you have knowledge of self, mm -hmm. it makes you stomach in, chest out, head up. So you walk around like God because you are filled of God, yeah. which is the knowledge, wisdom, understanding, logic and reasoning of the mathematical concepts of the universe that you can utilize to apply on a consistent and daily basis. And that's what makes you dangerous. Well, you know, it's interesting and just in reflecting when uh, there was a piece where Ye said, I am God. Mm -hmm. Now, people would have thought he's crazy. But yeah. He has an understanding that I don't think a lot of people know because we have not been taught to look at ourselves mm. as God, who we are. Mm. We're taught to look at less than. Or the people of God. Yes. Because that's the big argument yeah. today. Yeah. Who yeah. are the people of God? So once you understand where you come from, then you exalt yourself yeah. as the people of God. 
Well, my attitude is we are the original man. Now, if anybody got some problems with that, that's on them. Well, that's that's uncontestable. That's That's an immutable truth. That's like trying to make one plus one equal four. (laughs) There's just certain things you can't get away from, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's the math, right? Yeah. The issue is you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe you can learn, make some money, understand a new skill set jump into a course, a community, and all of a sudden, your problems start to go away? No, you think because of your education and your environment, certain things weren't made for you. Or you think you're too gangster to learn this. You understand me? Or you think you're too old to learn it. <laughs> or you think maybe you don't know enough about technology, you're not interested in it whatsoever. Or maybe you think just certain things are just not for you, yet you got all of these goals, aspirations, things that you think that you're privileged to in the world. But that's not the way the world works. The world works for those who work for the world and those who work for themselves. See, once you start to develop the power of the mind, then you understand that it's about mentalism. How to be able to take those thoughts that are inside your head and bring them outward. Well, first, you have to be able to bridge the gap. The gap between where you want to be, the distance is determined by what you know and what you don't know. And the speed in which you get there is determined by your own willpower and your ability to execute in your work ethic. See, I don't want to do anything for you. I want to give you the tools to be able to do for self. But I also understand that the world handicapped us. They gave us a school system. They gave us learning disabilities. It took us away from our creative learning, how to be able to learn on the go and to become critical thinkers. At a certain point in time, everybody just stopped thinking. You just stopped thinking. The other day I was listening to some advice on social media and I heard one opinion. Right? Then, scrolling down, I saw somebody else talk about the same subject, give an opposing opinion, and I actually had to stop myself and think about it. Wait a minute. Both of these people are not right. The problem was, I didn't want to critical think for myself, so I took the first influence that I got. Because I didn't feel like thinking about it on the subject. So when you hear about subjects of financial literacy, you hear about blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies and wealth building systems, sometimes when a person tells you something negative, it becomes your excuse and your reason why not to execute. But see, I got a large family and I don't let nobody make excuses around me. I employ my family. I employ designers and developers and I pay them tens of thousands of dollars. Why? Because they can do things that I can't do. Now, without skill sets, that's not much value that you have. Because now, your value is determined by the market. But when you have skill sets that nobody can take away, you always have value no matter where you are in the world and what time it is of the day. See, develop a skill nobody can take away, and you have a value that nobody can strip away. When we talk about wealth, I don't want it to be some pie-in-the-sky idea, I don't want it to be some 10-year future. I want it to be now, because the future is now. Because they've built everything that we need, so you just have to learn how to use it. And we're going to teach you how to use it in a BWO. We're going to teach you how to use it in this block world order. You understand me? So now, you can get off your ass and use your mind and get you some money. Use your mind to change the infrastructure of your life. But guess what? Nothing works if you don't work. So yes, we built the foundation. But it's up to you to stand on it yourself. Come and join the Block World Order. See what we have to offer. 
Now you can take those goals you have in your head and make them obtainable by the skills you possess in your mind. Tap in. So, brother, man, man, I appreciate Thank you, you Thank being you very, here, very man. Much. This was a wonderful conversation. I definitely learned a lot. Thank you. And I hope the people can understand that, you know, operating within the fabric of the universe, observing those numbers, allows you to be in constant rhythm of who you are and where you're supposed to be. Because you can't do anything without numbers. So if you know your numbers, you know how to be in lockstep with the universe. That's a fact. So make sure y'all tap in and get my brother so you can understand this book, Numbers and You, by my good brother, Lloyd Strayhorn, the legendary astro-numerologist. Brother, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, too. This has been your high-level conversations. Make sure you tap in to another one. Peace. Well, first of all, if you knew uh, 19 Keys' birthday like I did, which is number four, four is a very visionary. So they always do things in a, in a kind of a visionary way. So people will hear something, but they don't get it until later on. So the point is he was able to bring out some things that I wasn't able to. Actually, his questions were quite original based upon most questions I get. But again, he's a four. So I expect him to kind of think outside the box and uh, respond like that. So to me, it was very good. To me, it was enjoyable. I felt right at home. You know, I first seen Mr. Shayhorn on Black Magic um, on YouTube, and automatically, I was already looking for someone to speak about numbers and numerology because that's deep on my journey, right? I go by a number, 19 keys, right? So, you know, when people ask me, like, am I into numerology? <laughs> I would think it would be obvious that I would title myself after a number. So yes, I am deep into synchronicity, right? And intuitive understanding. And I'm, I'm deep into understanding introverted processes of thinking, which I think are, you know, being able to read the universe. And reading the universe is observing numbers. And so I've found different codes throughout my life that I've been able to utilize to achieve success. And so giving people an understanding of, you know, finding the, the understanding meaningful coincidence, right? Which I think it was one scientist that said that coincidence is what's left over after a bad theory, right? And so for me, I don't particularly believe in coincidence. I believe in understanding and finding the meaning. And either a person hasn't found it yet, but that doesn't make it a coincidence. Right. There's a pattern and a sequence and a cycle to everything in the universe and understanding the cycle that we in right now, either as a people or as an individual, is a very important thing. And I believe that numbers can help us derive to that point. So the more mathematical that we think, the more control we have over our universes. Right. And so we have multiverses. There's my universe. There's your universe. That makes it a multiverse. Right. So it's, it's the things that I go through, it's the things that you go through, which makes it the things that we go through. 
So understanding those cycles that you're in, the cycle that I'm in, and understanding when it's time for us to unite, when it's time for us to build, when it's time for us to collaborate, when it's time for us to be thinking, when it's time for us to destroy and build and protect and maintain and manage and provide and teach. We have to understand the cycles of how these things line up. Even in stock trading, people utilize solar cycles and lunar cycles. People look at paradigm cycles, right? You know, uh, uh, um, whether it's Black Monday and October 19th or they start looking at different recession cycles of certain things that have happened because you understand that, especially when you understand the correlation between time and numbers, right? That all time exists at the same time, right? But there's different frequencies of time and those are known by numbers. So for me, I look at numbers as, you know, um, mathematical properties, right? And that all have a connection to different frequencies, and each thought that we have have a vibratory frequency that can be measured. So when you think of the number one, they can connect you to an ECG machine and they can see what that mathematical frequency is. Same thing with number two, same thing with number three. So you're operating all around the world seeing three, 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 four, 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 five, 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 six, 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 seven, seven, seven. And you're not understanding the meaning. What is that frequency that is emanating? right from you that you are observing a pattern that you're showing yourself because we live in the universe of ourselves right so the more that we know the more we can understand of ourselves because knowledge only allows us to understand ourselves because we create the world so the world is on a reflection of our understanding so you know numbers is one of those pieces of you know the pie that allows us as a people to become mathematical thinkers which allows us to not just talk right but to build in brief in numerology the name the theory is predicated on your date of birth so the month the day and the year you're born denotes why you're here you know normally only when the you know what hit the fan we want to know that but we're all here for a purpose a reason and that's determined from taking the month the day and the year you're born your date of birth though is more immediate that is what gives you your focus, your direction to point you north on the compass. Your name, though, denotes your natural talents, gifts, skills, and abilities. What you do, who you attract to you, uh, your philosophy, your career orientation. So when you combine both the name and of the birthday and the number of the name of the person, then you got a more composite picture of really the person's uh, goal and purpose of being on this planet. All of us have a reason and a season. It's just what is yours. You know, I, I talk to my students about this in the BWO about creating profiles of themselves, right? From your personality type, from your design type, from, you know, your, your different traumas you done went through. Now you, you adding the numbers, understanding days that you should operate on, different cycles that you should operate within is key. So now I don't want to make certain business decisions on the wrong day. I would rather it be in line when the universe is more in flow rather than being in friction, right? So now I understand during wintertime, I have to work 10 times harder because these are not my months, right? I understand my months are more closer to spring. That's when things flow for me just easily. I can, I can do nothing and make money. You know, that's my spring energy. But in the winter, I understand by understanding that cycle, it's not that things that won't continue to work for me, it's that I have to put in more effort and more energy, right? And so my understanding, though, comes a lot from intuition and observation, but understanding is completely different. So knowledge gives me the ability to understand my intuition and my observations. 
which also allowed me to apply. I believe there are so many people that operate at a high level subconsciously, but can't tell you how or why. So God is always in the why. So once you understand the why, now you have a scientific method to reproduce it and to teach that method because what we have in our culture is brilliance. Subconscious brilliance where we operate from an intuitive, creative place, but we can't always turn it into a system, right? To where that is duplicable brilliance. Where now we can just continue to turn out more and more and more. See, I read in there when you got that one and you got those zeros. So you, you, you take the logic of it, you put that one, now you got a system where you can just turn zeros out. And that represents the people making them from nothing, teaching them something, and then turning them into God. So that's the God factory about giving them the mathematics, giving them the truth, the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And now you got an operation of excellence. We all know that we have two minds, a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. So what happens is in the process, if I'm asked a question, by a client and I'm not sure, I will tap into his conscious mind, subconscious mind, how do I do that? Well, I'll ask the person to give me a number, basically three numbers. Those numbers will tell me whatever it adds up to will indicate subconsciously. <clears throat> so let's say a client asks me a question of a yes or no nature and I'm not sure. I'll say, well, give me any three numbers that come to your mind right quick. If it's an odd number, if those three numbers add up to an odd number like 12, 1 plus 2 is 3, it means yes is the answer to the question. If it adds up to an even number, it means no is likely to be. It'll also tell me that what the person is probably thinking about subconsciously by way of either the zodiac sign of the person or the date of birth of the person. That's one of my favorite topics, numerology and thought reading. Because the subconscious knows everything. The subconscious remembers everything and doesn't forget anything. You know, I think what it is nowadays, because we are so inundated with media, internets and whatnot, numbers are here, social security numbers, this, that numbers, that I think because we are so kind of super saturated with it now, that we become numb to it. But you let these numbers disappear and you see how important they are. And I told people, if they don't believe in numbers, can you please send me your paycheck? I've been waiting a long time for somebody to send me their paycheck because it's not going to happen. So these numbers mean something. But if they understood the more esoteric side of numbers, then they will know how to be in the right place at the right time in harmony with the universe, which is what my objective is. Because if you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time, you cannot tell me you can't be in the right place at the right time. And that's what I do. Make sure y'all get Numbers in You. My brother gives a very great breakdown. There is so much in this book that we didn't even get to go over right but there's a breakdown from your birthdays to the thought reading process to you know the different pythagorean theorems that you can utilize in numerology to mastering self to your days to the different cycles to you know whether you was born in the first 52 days in the year and what that means the type of people you should be around the energy there's so much in it that you can utilize to customize right within your life so make sure that you click the link below and get my brother's book and understand the numbers and understand you. You know what I'm talking about? Listen, I appreciate y'all being here, but listen, it is not just important to hear, but to understand. So now this is the part where we test you to see if you actually understood or listened to the things that we said. Now this can be the Easter egg hunt, even though I don't celebrate Easter, but y'all understand what I mean, right? So you go back through the episode, and if you don't understand something, now you get to take a test, right? So you scan the barcode, take those 19 questions, and we may have something special for you. 
right? Or you just may be conducted into the High Level Society Hall of Fame. That's up to you. You understand me? Make sure that you continue to watch High Level Conversations. If you want to become a sponsor, make sure you go to HighLevelMediaLLC at gmail.com and you can see your products in High Level Conversations. I'm 19 Keys. Stay high level. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.